Dr. Carroll's been away from me for, I haven't seen him in a week almost. He comes in with an iPad fully charged, which is a big deal in this instance because, you know, good and well, he doesn't bring his charger a lot. You have a book opened to constellations. Yeah, I like, I like astronomy. But that makes me very nervous because there's a lot of text next to the picture. It's just something I was reading while I was waiting for you to push record. <laughs> well, I was reading The Cat in the Hat, <laughs> but that wasn't funny. Did you so. like the pictures? Yes, I did. I'm glad to see you, man. You too. <clears throat> it's nice to see you. Sorry, I don't know what happened to my voice. Um, it's okay. Nice little uh, little bit of time away with, with Joy and um, back in the saddle. The saddle is blazing. Did is you ever it, see that movie? Blazing the Blazing Saddles? Saddles? No, but I do want to know, is it in the saddle or are you on the saddle or can you be both? Uh, you're in the saddle. Back in the saddle is the phrase. But how are you in it if you sit on it? Because it is, it is concave. Got it. It is a bowl in which you sit, which is what helps hold you there in addition to your thighs. Ah, that's, you know, those questions, they say, what, what's a question you're going to ask God when you get to heaven? That's one of them. You're going to ask him about whether you're on or in the saddle while you're on a cutting horse? Yes. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that we're both enjoying uh, a cup of beverage, you coffee, me water in our you'll die trying coffee mugs. They're legit. I, so I don't... <sighs> I have to make a confession. These were a gift from Megan for yes. Valentine's Day. And they're awesome. And we will be selling You'll Die Trying mugs very, very soon. We're going to have a giveaway contest. We soon. are. Yeah. We are. But we'll be selling them on our You'll Die Trying.com page before too long. So stand, uh, stand, stay by, what? Uh, stand by. St- stand, there we go. Stand by. Uh, Sit by. Yeah. And, yeah. Fly by. Thank you. Run by. <laughs> Whatever you're doing, bye. Fly by. Ooh. This coffee mug never has been washed. When it came out of the box initially, I washed both of them, one for you and one for me. That's nice. I would not have washed it out of the box. So you, you were thoughtful. I did do that. Do you wash your uh, underwear after you buy them, before you wear them? Megan does. Not to, she just doesn't let me do any laundry. Oh, really? Yeah, I ruined a really- mess up stuff? Absolutely. Yes. But I'd never have washed this, so I wash it out with water, and then I pour the next cup. Gentlemen, here's the rule. Everything gets washed on cold, cold and you hang up anything that looks like it might belong on a woman's body. Don't put it in the dryer. That is a really good uh, explanation. Hang it up to dry. Hang it up. Well, I didn't for this really nice shirt that she bought, and Natasha had held for her. She didn't get to enjoy it, but one time, oops, ruined. Did you replace it, or were you able to? No. It was a a one-of-a-kind piece. Yeah, it was limited. Mm Mm-hmm. That's right. Makes me sound so terrible. Well, uh, <clears throat> welcome to episode 53. My name is Jonathan. I'm Nathan. This is You'll Die Trying, a podcast. That's it. <laughs> that was cool. That was just a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No real need for description. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm noticing a lot of uh, celebrities have podcasts these days, mm-hmm. which of course allows them a very broad audience because they have a very large platform. Right. That does not improve the quality of the podcast. It really doesn't, I know. And I have really tried to like some of them because I love podcasts and that I'm just, doesn't work for me. Yeah. Doesn't work for me. Well, I I think it's easy to get into a, you know, we've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And yeah. you were so grateful for you faithful and new listeners who come 
time and time again to listen to what it is that we feel we have to say that's uplifting and thought-provoking. And you know, our goal is and our hope is that you continue to pass this on to your friends, your family, those in which you think will be blessed by this because that's how this podcast and all podcasts Work. get out yeah. is literally word of mouth. There is no marketing that you can do. Sure, you can Facebook. Sure, you can social media stuff. But it is word of mouth because that is how this does happen. And speaking of podcasts, I just recently listened to the last, this is, I'm getting to a point, uh, the latest upload from Sword and Scale, which is produced by Wondery. Well, was produced by Wondery. Mm-hmm. Apparently, old dude had some people that were against him. And uh, this is a seven-minute. It was it was very elegantly spoken, and he basically said, "You've silenced me." They canceled the show. Why? Uh, it went on. Uh, I'm very much paraphrasing. Just that he, they didn't like the way in which he presented. They didn't like the way his opinions and how he actually spoke what he thought. Wow. <laughs> so he was being paid to operate that podcast. Yes, and he was shut down. Absolutely shut down, and it was. He was fr- his frustration was instead of as a society, which I agree with to an extent, we are so busy focusing on other people, silencing them, getting them to be lesser than, et cetera, et cetera, that we'll go to all the ends of the earth to get that to be the solution instead of bettering ourselves. Or in the instance of uh, what we what we are are consuming as consumers, whether you're listening to this podcast or what you're watching on TV, flipping the channel. And that's what his argument was. He was like, instead of you all just unsubscribing to my content, you literally tried to silence me and it worked. Wow. That was like, I'm saddened by that because what he does or did in this instance was he took, you know, really um, sad, uh, extreme cases of, you know, whether there's a murder involved or, or things such as that, and he dissects it and he makes the story known. You know, where if something happened in Maryland, for example, instead of it just being a Maryland state thing, he actually educated the nation and the listeners on, you know, what these people did and basically was saying that the whole premise of the show was that monsters are real. Yeah. And and just showing people what people can do. I thought it was really interesting. And I'm saddened that it's not going to exist anymore because somebody, instead of wanting to better themselves or just unsubscribe, actually got them to be turned off. I'm sure there's a lot Somebody more. will pick him up and he'll do that same shtick with I a different so. motif. I or- mean, I hope. Different production. Yeah, I hope so. Anyway, I just, it makes me think, you know, it's kind of like, you know, we all have a, there's so many layers to this and we can peel back the onion. You you could probably do a really good job at this, but there's so many layers to this. He, He literally was just doing something that he loved, telling a story, sharing a story, and, and, uh, he's being silenced because of what he believes. Blessed are those who are persecuted for, you know, not necessarily in this instance, the sake of righteousness, but for doing what they think is, is good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was uh, big business, and yeah. uh, you know, bottom lines are what uh, what people think about what matter most. Yeah. Oh, there were a couple of people that were like heading, getting all of his big advertisers pulled. I mean, like he had ADT and some really big Audible. And that's why they canceled it. All yeah, all of his advertisers pulled, and then his podcast uh, network or not network, all his producer pulled too. Why were these advertisers pulling out? Because there was apparently two two guys that he names in the last episode that were going out and uh, getting these people to go against him Long- because they, they didn't a like him. Yes, yeah. it was just a what is it called head hunting? Yeah, I get well. Yeah, well, I I don't know. I just think tough, it's tough. it's it's sad 
It's sad. But you know what? He could resurrect from that and come back stronger under a different platform and different motif and, and probably do really well. Maybe what we need to do is cancel this show and then relaunch it like within a couple of seconds. Done. Show is canceled. Hey, do you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Let's get it set up. What should it be called? I think we should call it uh, You'll Die Trying. You'll Die Trying. With okay. the emphasis, emphasis on, on die. And I have a great jingle. Check this out. Okay. Did that make you smile? Yes, I'm still smiling. My That's cheeks nice. are hurting me. So uh, tell me a life skill that you've learned for happiness that nobody taught you. You just learned it the hard way, the school of hard knocks. For happiness? Yeah, or yeah, I mean. Just I, anything though? Like I that, think for peace. Like it, a life skill that brings you closer to peace or happiness, however you would define I it. I think peace, is, there's peace in understanding that life is not fun. <clears throat> what I mean by that is it's not not fun. And I'm not saying that from a glass half empty, but glass half full. I mean, there, our obligations in this life are extreme. Mm-hmm. You know, taking care of others, and taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of this place. And then along the way, you have all these hiccups and, you know, the constant dance that we're dancing, trying to figure all this out is not easy. It's not easy. This is not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. So understanding that because it is not butterflies and rainbows like you draw pictures of in second grade in your elementary school. I remember those handouts where they literally, like in kindergarten, you do the stick puppets and all this fun stuff, and it was all colorful. It's not. It's not yeah. colorful. A skill that I've, <clears throat> uh, I am developing, I will say I'll put it in that active tense, that it's nothing that I've developed, but it's developing, is to understand that not everything that happens is about me important that we put our egotistical or I will say ego bias Mm -hmm. to the side that not everything that happens to us is about us either. Yeah. Something akin to that is that it's important that we focus on other people without focusing on how they think about us. Mm -hmm. That we be others oriented in order to serve them, but that we don't give any credence or energy to what they think about us. So in addition to the ego bias, there's this idea of spotlighting. Spotlighting is when in your mind, you are in a movie. And in a movie, you are the leading actor, right? You're playing yourself. The way movies work and why they work and why we're so drawn to them, which is true of every story, is that the story is typically about someone. It's been said that there are only real, really two plots. I may have mentioned this you in a previous episode. I mean, if you have, this is, this, I feel like we're listening all over again, so keep going. There are really only two plot lines available in any story. And any story that you come up with, I think, would fit under one of these two plots. One of them is, a stranger came to town. And the other one is, somebody goes on a journey. Virtually every story fits in those. Mm-hmm. In one of those. 
when we see our lives unfolding like a story, and the reason why movies work is because we attach ourselves in some way to the main character. And everything that happens in that movie or in that book in some way comes back to the main character, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow is connected. That's why we are so engaged. We relate to, we resonate with, we are connected within that protagonist. And everything that happens in that story happens to the protagonist and we relate to that. Well, we see our lives as a story. We see ourselves as the protagonist and we think that everything that happens is somehow connected to us. We also, as a result, tend to think that everything that happens to us is being watched by everyone else. Hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that when we are the star of our own show, we think that everyone is watching us as uh, as in, what's the word? I'm, intentionally, but also with, with detail, meticulously, as we are thinking about ourselves. We, <clears throat> man, I'm struggling. We give in to this seductive temptation to believe that everyone else is as focused on us as we are. So you bring that ego bias and that spotlight idea, and we think that everything that happens has to do with us, and everyone around us is thinking about us, and they are observing us, and they are closely examining us, and they are somehow, we naturally, naturally believe, the center of not only our own story, but everyone else's too. How do you get out of that mindset? Because it, co it coincides with what you know I was talking about with the guy being silenced on his podcast. You know, We're so focused on the story, other story too, right? Yeah. So, yeah, watching his story unfold. and Well, the, the, how we get away from it is we examine the evidence. And the evidence shows that the spotlight is not as brightly on us as we think. Mm. And people really aren't thinking about us as much as we think they are. Humble pie tastes good. Mm. It's delish. Yeah, I had a, uh, which I shared with you, that I had received a text uh, in regards to our business and what I could have done better or wasn't doing well or whatever. And um, I don't know why I'm bringing this up. What's my point? It has something to do with this. Oh, they're watching my story unfold here. And it is scary to, th people, you say that they're not watching us or as closely, but a lot of people are. They kind of No, they're not. Oh, okay. They're, they're really not. Does that mean I'm egotistical? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, you will when when you see yourself as the star of your own movie, you'll believe that everyone's looking as close as closely at you. But aren't I the are. star of my <clears throat> own movie? Aren't you the star of your own movie? No, there, there's no movie, and there's no star. We're just all in this thing together. We're all trying to figure it out. I'm just one beggar trying to point to another beggar and show them where there's food. That is the best. That was that was perfect. That was awesome, man. Thank you. There is no star to this movie. There's no movie. That is There is no movie. Right. Yes. That is great. Movies are entertainment. Life is mission. Life it. <clears throat> okay. What's your next skill that you know but didn't get taught? You just had to figure it out and learn it. That life is our mission. That's a good one. Say yeah. more. Yes. Yeah. Did I ever tell you I wanted to have a radio show? No. I wanted to have a call-in radio show, and I wanted it to be called Say Some More About That. And people were going to call into the radio show. And I had it set up here with a local radio station. This was going to happen. They, had, they were getting the call-in technology, um, but then I bailed because I didn't, I didn't really have time in, in the moment. But 
<clears throat> people would call in and they would ask their question. It was basically any question they wanted to ask, but they were afraid to ask their priest, pastor, politician, teacher, parent, spouse, whatever. And they were just going to call in anonymously and say, here's something I have a question about. And they would just ask it. And then I would say to them, say some more about that. So we would start getting into not the question because the cover story is never really the story. Mm. There's so much else going on. And we would get to the fact that, you know what? You don't have to have the answer to that original question because your life is asking so many other questions that led you to that one. You need to answer those first. Let's totally go back and you do that show. Well, we can do it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we do have we have a show we have a show mm-hmm. I we, forgot about that we just that. started it's brand new yeah, we brand got new. canceled that's why our last yeah. one got canceled yeah yeah for, see that's why it's just so fresh okay we yeah. had in infighting between the co-hosts caused the first one to cancel mm-hmm. but now kind of like the Jonas Brothers who are speaking recent. of which I just saw Joe Jonas in person is he handsome in person actually no oh but I mean he's not unhandsome did you did you go up to him and say hey dude can I borrow a dollar for a hot dog and popcorn no. No, I didn't. I was with Joy, and uh, we, we weren't interested. Okay, I didn't know. But anyway, uh, say some more about that is what I wanted to say to you, which is why I told you that story. You had said that you have learned this next lesson, and I said, say some more about that. But we, the next lesson is one I just repeated from <clears throat> you, so that's what I'm saying more about, is I thought it was so good that I wanted to repeat it. It was good. It was good. Well, here's another one. Yep. That, uh, it is, I'm not saying here's another one that's good. Just here's one that I've learned. Sure. We do not have to act the way we feel. Just because we feel a way doesn't mean we have to act that way? Absolutely. So you're saying like, if I feel like absolute terribleness, I don't need to act like I feel terrible and and, and actually portray, not portray, but mm-hmm. like project, project thank right. you, that onto everyone else. Got it. You do not have to act angry if you are angry. You do not have to act rejected if you feel rejected. You do not have to act hurt if you are hurt. How we act shows who we are. If we're feeling something, that is not who we are. That's just what we're feeling. Mm. What we do, that's who we are. So why would I want to do something that reinforces an emotion that is fleeting? I want my actions to be consistent and my emotions to be an ongoing sidebar conversation with myself. But I want my actions always to be consistent. Do you think it's bad to talk to yourself? No, I think it's wonderful. Okay. So I was just thinking about that, like you had this, you talked about having a conversation Mm -hmm. just now, and I was thinking, well, if I talk to myself, is that bad? We really are all always having conversations with ourselves. We we may not, you know, be doing it out loud or moving our lips in the grocery store or something, but we are always talking to ourselves. Right. See, that's another reason I'm excited (laughs) about getting older is I can talk to myself and it'll be cute. Mm -hmm. Now, right now, it'd just be weird. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know. I think it would be, but you know what? People aren't even watching me anyway. Yeah. See, I'm learning. These are mental notes that I'm taking with me. <clears throat> I want you to really sink your teeth into that one and take it yeah. away with you because no one's watching and, and, and no one cares. Yeah. And the few people who do and are, it, that's not about you either. Mm, it's about them. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's the smallness of their own world closing in on them. Wow. Something else that you've learned. That you're smarter than me. No, please. <laughs> uh, um, I think it's important. That what something I've learned is how important it is, and how amazing it is for the brain to be able to reframe negativity, disappointment, and adversity. 
and to manage those experiences and turn them into something positive. I think it's, I'm learning that it's all going to be okay. <clears throat> and that's obviously a very general statement. Yeah. However, if I dive in, you know, these stressful texts or, you know, things that happen or don't happen or people that do things that are just ridiculous. You're like, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. The outcome is always going to be okay. It is literally yes. always going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. And that's very hard to see, to admit. But when I'm sitting here, you know, in a calm environment with you, everything's been great today and haven't yeah. had any issue. It's easy. I mean, it's... It's easy for us to say. It's and there sad. are others listening who wonder, is it true? that somehow everything is going to be okay. Yes. And there are people who really, really do doubt that there will ever be a, an okayness again. Or if it is, it will be so far from now. You know, I, I deal with and talk to and am in relationship with a lot of people who are co-parenting and they're doing it in a very high conflict context. And so I get to come alongside them as a fellow journeyman in uh, parenting coordination. And you will often hear, I have to do this for the next 13 years of my life. I have to do this for the next... I mean, there are people who are divorcing who have infants, and they're thinking 18 is the golden number. They go to college. We no longer have to deal with each other. It's not true. As long as your child is alive, you are in relationship with your child's parent, other parent. And that means it is very, very, very important. It is imperative that those people learn how to either be at peace with the other parent, if possible, or if not, be at peace with oneself and not being at peace with the other parent and moving on and not caring what the other person says, believes, thinks, communicates out in the community. There are plenty of people who are trying to assassinate the character of a former spouse, all because it makes them feel better for having basically now no longer had what they once had. And so they want to they want to frame the narrative in a way that is befitting to them. And that's that's why the old adage makes so much sense. When people can no longer control you, they will attempt to control how other people think about you. Hmm. And this is why, referring back to numbers one and two, things that happen to us are not about us. And that there is absolutely no reason to believe that people are actually viewing us in a way that's negative. And if they are, that's not about us either. Claim what's really about you, that's plenty to work on. Leave the rest aside. So you're, you're saying like about 80% of things that, are, that happen to us are not about us? Let's, let's, I think it's more than that. Let's give, give me a couple of examples, like uh, a, just some brief, off-the-cuff, unpolished case studies. What's something know. that happens to you? What, what's something that has happened to you recently? Uh, people calling on uh, the Kentucky Board of Funeral Directors and Embalmers to say that I'm not doing something or doing something illegal or whatever. It's not about you. What's that about? Are you doing anything illegal? Absolutely Are not. you being intentionally no. undercutting of the law? No. Of course not. So then it's not about you. Oh, okay. See how, how easy it easy. is? Yeah. You just have to ask, what am I doing? What is my role here? What is my responsibility? What is my contribution? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm actually not doing that. 
I'm not I, what I what has been charged has not happened. I just got off the phone with a colleague who called to say, "Hey, there is someone I know who has you know complained about somebody that they know, and I happen to know as their therapist that the complaint that they made isn't true." And you know this colleague is locked because it's confidential; she can't say anything. But it worries her from a moral perspective that one of her clients, whom she has deep respect for, has you know complained about something in in that person's um, workplace that is that isn't true. Because people can say anything they want. We were just talking about that in the Wonder Boy office. Like literally, you can say anything. And the person who gets to say it first is the person who tends to get believed. Wow. Until the facts and the evidence roll in. And by that point, everybody's lost interest. You know why? Because no one's watching closely enough. Your 15 <laughs> seconds are over. It wasn't about me. It doesn't matter what people think about me. There is no movie, so there is no star. I'm just going to live my life. And really, legitimately, and with respect, who the hell cares what anyone's thinking? Right. Yeah. Hey, this is one of my favorite episodes. Because it's like speaking, it's like right at me right now. I feel like you're on the pulpit of truth, mm. and you're sweating, and you're throwing like your hands my, in my the air. Head is yeah. oscillating back and forth yeah. like an old fan. Yeah, you're just like going bonkers. You hear but like people walking the, on the sawdust. They're leaving. That's oh, them leaving. No. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Under the big tent, I'm in the revival. <laughs> oh, thing. you're in the revival. I'm patting my forehead have, with you, an old hand. You have me patting your forehead because your hands are so... <laughs> Engaged. Yes. No. It's it's awesome, man. I appreciate you bringing such insight to today's episode and to our listeners. This is great, man. Another skill that I've learned that I think you are good at is knowing how to ask for honest feedback. That's important. Mm-hmm. You have to because. We've talked about this. Can I be honest with you? Yes. How are you going to lie to me? I want to know. I want to know how I can be better, or how I'm being bad, or what I'm doing right, or what I'm doing wrong from a from a professional, personal. Yeah, and knowing how you are perceived. Absolutely. Right? It's not that I have to care what people think about me, but I do want to respect how I am perceived. Absolutely. Um, in the same way that I might not fear the ocean, I have a deep and abiding respect for it, right? So I'm not afraid of what people think, but I respect that perception because perception is reality for them. And I want to be able to ask specific questions about how I am perceived. What, how are my intentions understood? What is my particular trajectory meaning to the people around me? How is it that I am, perce- am I perceived as being accessible, hard, cold, aloof, unresponsive? You know, I, it helps me to know. And when you know, when you remember that it's not about me, I don't have to take that personally, personally, which is another major life skill that leads to happiness is take nothing personally. So if someone says, yeah, I think that there are times when you can be kind of a jerk, I would say, thank you. Thank you for your honesty and what, for letting me know. What if someone says your hair is too tall? I mean, right now mine's not, but yesterday at the <clears throat> senior citizen fair, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a cute little old man came up and said, your hair's too tall, young man. That's funny. And then he said, I'm sorry. And I'm like, don't apologize. I had a, a former parishioner tell me that my hair was too tall as well at once at a uh, at wedding shower. Your hair is too tall. And this is someone coming, this is coming from someone who literally had no hair. 
<laughs> so once again, I remember, okay, what does it mean to that person? Not what does this mean to me and how do I need to defend myself? Because I don't care. What does it mean to that person? And I would say, oh, you know, tell me, tell me, about what, tell me what you like about it though. Or was there a time when your hair was too tall, too long? To this, to that. You know, just engage. Create a conversation. Mm -hmm. Everything is this gorgeous bouquet of flowers, an odd and wonderful mix of wildness in a vase in the middle of a table that's built for conversation. Everything is a conversation piece. Nothing is something you have to defend yourself against. Nothing is to be taken personally. Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was funny. And he was bald too. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stay true to your core principles, regardless of what other people think about those principles or regardless of what people expect of you. Stay true. Stay thirsty, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Another one, openness. Be open. This is something I've learned. Be open to new information. Be open to reformed thinking. Pivot. Be open to pivot. Yeah. Be available to pivot. Yeah. Be pivot available. Pivot to pivot. Mm -hmm. Favorite favorite scene in any sitcom ever when Ross and Chandler <laughs> are carrying the couch up. Oh, over, through over uh, the stairwell. Yeah. Yeah. Those bloopers are hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, they really are. Another so, one. Yes. Are you done? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> you you were looking around like, okay, well, this has been good. No, this oh, has been awesome. Um, it's important that we find a way to motivate ourselves, especially when we are uh, lagging in interest. Being, was that were you was that an underlying? Were you saying that the previous thing that you said? I was looking around, so therefore, no, there's no connection there. I'm taking nothing personal. <laughs> good, <laughs> I like it. No, that's 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 good, Dr. Carroll. You just threw me off. No, no, I, I wasn't saying anything about you there. I was just going to the next thought that I had. You're not allowed to do that, though. Sorry. Absolutely not. Last thing, be okay with ambiguity. Learn to live with ambiguity. Life is not black and white. There are people in the military, people in law enforcement, maybe even people in, uh, in science, the sciences, like the medical field, who might think, there's a lot of black and white in the world, but there's also a lot not. Ambiguity, not knowing the gray. You have to learn to be comfortable in that. Yeah. So those are some things that I've been thinking about recently. And I thought, you know what? I need to kind of piece those together in my mind with, with Nathan in an episode. And um, we'll call it uh, creatively number 53. That sounds really good. Is that so good this with is, you? But this is also episode number one. I don't know how you've slept if you've been thinking about that. <laughs> 53 slash one. That's I, I'm I'm <clears throat> impressed by your uh, abilities to see differently this world because it's not it's <clears throat> not this flat. Although there's a lot of people that new Netflix series that's out that literally there's a group of people which of course there's always a group of someone who still think the world's flat. Literally, you mean they think the world is flat? Yeah. 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 That's right. So anyway, my point is is like your thinking is not flat. That's the only word I could. It's very much. Rounded and it's provoking. Thank I you. appreciate it, man. I really do. Today has been a very, very good episode for me. And I hope for those of you listening, it has really opened your eyes. I just hope there's one person who can come away and say, 
I'll think about that. And if that's true, that's all I need. And if we ever have a conversation and you tell me that you're thinking about it, I'll say, say some more about that. That is awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you. I know Dr. Jer- uh, Carico. What? Carico? Uh, Dr. Jericho? Carico? What <laughs> in the world? Dr. Carico is actually my family doctor. This is Dr. Carol. And I appreciate you very much coming time and time again. Be sure to leave a five-star review and a review on your listening device. That's Nathan. But I'm not. I'm Bartholomew. Okay. And this is You'll Die Trying. Mm-hmm.